Good afternoon, New York, and the rest of our listeners around the globe. My name is June Stoyer, and I'm the host of the Organic View Radio Show. Our podcast is available on iTunes, Zoom, and all major podcast providers. So if you can't catch the show live, you can download it or simply use our free podcast player, which is available on our website at www.theorganicview.com. If you'd like to connect with us, please post your question on our wall on Facebook or send me a tweet at June Stoyer on Twitter. If you'd like to be on the show or would like to find out about sponsorship opportunities, please contact us at questions at theorganicview.com. Today's show is sponsored by Austria's Finest Naturally, authentic pumpkin seeds and pumpkin seed oil from the Steiermark, available at organicuniverse.com. Listeners of the Organic View can receive $1 off their purchase by using the coupon code ORGVIEW. That's O-R-G-V-I-E-W. Also, don't forget to check out our contest section on our website to submit your information for our free monthly giveaways. For more information, please visit our website at www.theorganicview.com forward slash contests. It's that time of the year to think about the upcoming treats you'll be giving to trick-or-treaters this Halloween. On today's show, the Honorable Mary Nash Stoddard will be joining me to talk about alternatives to sugary and artificially sweetened Halloween treats and healthier options. So I'd like to welcome to the show, Mary Nash Stoddard. Good afternoon, Mary, and welcome back to the show. Hi, June. Thanks so much for having me. Mary, you are always a delight to talk to, and I learn so much from you every time you're on the show. With today's show, Halloween is such a great holiday, especially for kids. Kids plan out what they're going to be wearing, sometimes the previous year. And it's a fun activity usually for most people, but I know that it can also be a very troublesome time for parents that are trying to find good options for their kids. And also for people who want to give kids that are coming to their homes better options instead of the usual assortment of Halloween candies that seem to be very popular but also not very healthy. Mary, can you take a moment and can you share a little bit about yourself with our listeners? Yes, June, thank you. I started this uh, Aspartame Awareness Organization called Aspartame Consumer Safety Network 30 years ago based on a reaction that I experienced in my own family with my husband succumbing to brain cancer in 1985. So I did some research and discovered there were things out there that were brand new on the market that caused brain cancer, breast cancer, pancreatic cancer, uterine cancer, and kidney, liver, you know, many other kinds of cancers, plus lung and leukemia and lymphoma. So I swung into action. I wanted other people to avoid having to experience what we did with uh, a spouse and brain tumors. So I discovered aspartame that had just come on the market, especially in diet drinks, uh, was a brain tumor trigger. So that got me started, June. Um, And from that point on, I did research. I testified at the Senate hearings in Washington. I'm now considered uh, one of a handful of expert witnesses on the topic. And the fact that you're doing a a show on uh, 
aspartame and Halloween treats is wonderful. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. Oh, you're very welcome. It's amazing. You don't really think about the different types of foods that contain these artificial sweeteners as well as other ingredients that are not good for you. So having said that, let's begin by just talking about the most popular treats that kids love. I found a list of the top favorites from a website called kidsworld.com, and that's Kids World with the Z. It lists Tootsie Rolls, which is the ultimate Halloween classic, and it's kind of interesting because the flavored Tootsie Rolls, from what I understand, only come out for Halloween. Yes. Interesting. Now, yeah, one of the ingredients with Tootsie Rolls is this is a list of ingredients found on nutritionix.com and it says ingredients sugar, corn syrup, partially hydrogenated soybean oil, condensed skim milk, whey, malic acid, artificial and natural flavors, mm. soy lecithin, artificial colors including D and C yellow 5, red 40, blue one wow now mary what from your expertise yes. why is that a problem a lot of red flags in those uh ingredients you just read june starting with artificial and natural flavoring uh products for one thing the hydrogenated uh soy oil could be a problem because hydrogenation is heating of the oil, and that can cause uh, byproducts such as uh, glutamic acid in, in monosodium glutamate, MSG, which can be a problem. So you look for a hydraulic uh, hydrolyzation in any product. It's, you know, in, in a lot of products. So that's one thing. The flavoring and the colorings are another problematic thing. There is also a form of natural vanilla called vanillin, which is artificially produced in a laboratory and can contain artificial sweeteners, um, which we think is a problem. So you got a whole list of things there that kind of should turn you off on, on that particular product. Uh, there got to be better alternatives than that. Well, for me, I was not aware that they used condensed skim milk in Tootsie Rolls. So that is something that's new for me. It's not vegan-friendly. So for me, mm -hmm. you know, goodbye Tootsie Rolls. So it's just interesting when you take a closer look at some of these Halloween classics and right. you wonder, okay, there some of these terms are ambiguous. So you know, what's really in them? Yeah, And it's a shame exactly because... Right. It was not like this years ago. Years ago, no. candy was just so simple, and now it's so incredibly complicated. You really have to be almost a scientist to figure out what it is that you're eating. It's understandable that they're trying to keep costs down, but what's the price? That's right. You know? And our kids are too precious to be ingesting these toxic products that they're selling to kids now. And I think anything artificially sweetened, and, and the way parents, June, can can uh, differentiate between the artificial and the real 
in one way is look for the PKU warning. By law, we had uh, success at the Senate hearing in 1987 on aspartame safety in getting a law passed that says anything that contains aspartame has to have on the label a warning for PKU individuals, that's phenylketonurics, and they cannot metabolize phenylalanine the way other people can. So there are a few PKU individuals in this world, but there are 20 million carriers of the PKU gene. So it's a problem for you because uh, it might be because you're not tested for it and don't know. Carriers, homozygotes and heterozygotes, uh, are susceptible to phenylalanine in different uh, levels, but that's a problem. So anything that says contains phenylalanine, this is uh, candy, food, medication, vitamins, toothpaste, anything, uh, stay away from it. Tell your pharmacist you don't want any meds with uh, phenylalanine or warnings to PKU on them. So that's one way that's very simple that parents can uh, stay safe. With these little candies, there really isn't much on the label to begin with. Yes, they are. Some of these labels are very small, and it might have the name of the product, but when you're talking about one piece from one of these gigantic bags, very they don't, good point. They, I hadn't thought about that. They don't really look a lot. <laughs> You're right. And the thing is that the parents are not necessarily going to have access to these larger bags where the, no. the ingredients and all these warnings are probably printed. Yes. And whoever's giving out these treats are also not going to even think about that part. So, once again, the information is really what's important here. Now, as you go down this list, that I'm talking about from kidsworld.com. It goes on to even more favorites that kids love, Skittles, Whoppers, Sour Patch Kids, Twix, Nerds, Starburst, Smarties, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, and Kit Kats. Mm-hmm. And it's, mm-hmm. these are typical candies that pretty much any kid out there is going to reach for if given that option. Right. Now, those that you've mentioned, as far as I know, do not have aspartame. And when you're talking about the two, uh, the difference between aspartame and sucrose or sugar products, in some cases you have to look at the lesser of two evils because they're both bad but not in equal proportion. So we got to prioritize our poisons in today's world, unfortunately. Aspartame, neotame, artificial sweeteners uh, in the aspartame family that I know about are definitely toxic. They're not just toxic, they're deadly, and they're neurotoxic. So you might say everybody's allergic to cigarettes and aspartame, but, you know, you got to deal with the hand you're given, and, and in the case of Halloween candies, Sugar would be the lesser of two evils, although I think uh, at some point we're going to talk about alternatives to anything that might be candy. The, the thing we are most concerned about, I guess, on Halloween is the fact that parents, rightfully so, want to avoid sugar and an overdose of sugar in their Halloween treats, so they might naturally go to sugar-free gum instead. Well, not a good choice. Thank you, Mary. 
there's a very interesting article that appeared in Parents.com, and it's titled Alternative Halloween Treats. And it's interesting. They have a number of things that are listed here. However, it also begs the question, how safe is this for the environment? The first thing that they suggest is playful plastic jewelry. My issue with it is that most of this stuff is very cheap. It breaks very easily. And what? The kids are going to play with it for two seconds, and then it's going to be in the trash. So, A, is it a wise investment as far as your money? B, are we contributing to more garbage in the environment? Mm -hmm. And C, think about the longevity of what it is. Is it something that the kids are really going to enjoy? No. So why even bother? Right. No. Yeah. Now, there are some interesting choices that are non-edible, such as different accessories. You know, if you want to get any type of Harry Potter-themed type treats, they're still and probably going to be a popular subject for many years to come. The same thing with Star Wars, sports. If depending upon where you live, if there's a particular team that might be mm-hmm. very popular in New York, you know, you can always go with the New York teams. Yeah. It's going to be hit or miss. If the kid is a New York Yankees fan, obviously kids might not take anything from the Mets and vice versa. <laughs> but, you know, in any event, that's always a very nice option. Yeah. Now, there are also some other ideas that they suggest, which is bizarre body decorations, such as the temporary tattoos. Temporary tattoos, you can get the henna tattoos, which are actually not too expensive. And Uh the kids do like the tattoos. They're pretty easy to apply. They're not toxic. They seem to be a lot of fun. Also, they suggest different craft materials and awesome arts. So they're suggesting different stickers, character stickers from Sesame Street, Harry Potter, etc., and generic sports and animal stickers, mm-hmm. all, for, all for a few dollars. Right. Uh, there's also the Hello Kitty sticker dispenser, which is a good choice for giving out individual stickers instead of the sheets. Yeah. And apparently it's two twenty nine for the dispenser and six-foot roll of stickers. There are also coloring books and crayons and all sorts of stuff like that. There are it it also references spooky school supplies. One of the things that I'm not too crazy about it says Oriental Trading Company has skull and crossbone pencil cases. They're eight dollars per dozen. That seems a little pricey, especially if Halloween falls on a weekend when mm-hmm. you might be bombarded with kids. Cute candy corn notepads, twenty four for $5. Eyeball mm-hmm. pencils and notepad sets or pick up pencil sharpeners, pencil top erasers, syringe pens. I don't know why anybody would recommend <laughs> syringe pens. It's like yeah. recommending candy cigarettes. I just never understood that even when I was a kid and they would right. hand them out. I just right. That kind of was not for me. They also recommend that U.S. school supply has bat and ghost pencils, $144 for twenty one forty five. And Halloween sets filled with pencils, erasers, and stickers, twenty-four for ten dollars and forty-five cents. Mm-hmm. So actually, that's not too bad. No, and anything June that gets us away from the candy tradition is going to be a good thing, I think. And what you just mentioned, I love those alternatives, and we're just going to have to start uh, thinking differently about Halloween, and that is not in terms of getting our kids all sugared up and 
you know, having hyperactivity and all the other stuff associated with that. Plus, not using the artificial sweetener uh, to sweeten things because that does even worse things than the sugar does. So I think those are great alternatives. And thank goodness there are alternatives out there that aren't candy, sugar, or aspartame, artificially sweetened. Well, let me continue this list. Mm-hmm. They also recommend terrifying pocket toys and games. They tend to be a little bit more pricey. They do mm-hmm. have safari-themed finger puppets that they recommend, 24 for 6.45 at Amazon.com. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, this article is not a new article. Yeah. It, it doesn't but say like when those, it. Yeah, I like those suggestions. It, it doesn't say when it. Thinking about you know maybe we haven't done it right in the last. Exactly, few exactly. Years. But mm-hmm. this is where I have an issue with the article. It says hauntingly healthy snacks. Cut down on the empty calories and sugar by giving out sensible snacks like candy's close cousin, sugarless chewing gum. No. And it says quote. It's a natural cavity fighter, explains Philip Schnall, DDS of Schnall and Farkas, a dental care practice in New York City. And it says, chewing stimulates saliva, which fights tooth decay. Many boxes, bags, and packages of raisins, apple slices, pretzels, string cheese, cereal bars, goldfish crackers, and pirate's booty are easy to find at the local supermarket and are well-liked by kids. Or hand out Halloween-themed bags of baby carrots or kettle corn, which is also gluten-free. Now, once again, you have dentists that are pushing the sugarless chewing gum. Now, Mary, what are your thoughts on that? I think that is the worst idea I have ever heard for Halloween treats. In fact, many parents innocently give sugar-free gum because they think that's the healthy alternative to to sugar and sucrose and, and candy. But, in fact, it's far less healthy because the buccal absorption in the mouth allows the artificial sweeteners in sugar-free gum and even gum with sugar because they're blended with the sugar-free sweeteners to enter the bloodstream of a child and enter the brain uh, of, of a child faster than even swallowing sugar and candy. So sugar-free gum is the worst example of a treat to give out, and I want people to understand that. I was talking to a nurse the other day, and she was chewing gum, and I said, well, she said, why is aspartame bad? And I told her, and, and I said, it's even in gum. And she, she said, well, what's wrong with that? And I told her about the buccal absorption, she took the gum out of her pocket, looked at the label. It said contains phenylalanine. She threw it in the trash right there. She said, I'm not chewing Good gum for her. anymore. Yeah. So if, if people know, if parents know the difference between this and that and, and what they're actually doing to a child by giving them the sugar-free stuff, even though dentists recommend it, you know, in the 50s, doctors smoked uh, camels, cigarettes, and that was in their medical journals. So parents, uh, when they understand how to do the right thing, then they do it, of course. But most people are oblivious to these facts, and that's why I'm so glad to have the opportunity to be with you today. Well, thank you, Mary. 
I just want to talk about some of the things that I give out on Halloween because mm-hmm. I remember just with family members the the concern about having too much of the sugary treats and whatnot and how it was really bad for the kids' teeth. Right. Mm-hmm. I remember my sister-in-law did something really smart. She told the kids, okay, you can pick 10 items and then we trade in the rest for a toy. And I thought that was really a smart idea. Yes. However, what, one of the things that I recommend to people when they ask me, you know, well, what are some good alternatives that are uh-huh. not only good for the env- environment, but good for the kids? Right. I can't recommend it enough, but honey sticks. You can buy local honey. Usually oh. some of the beekeepers might even have the honey sticks. Or you can buy the honey sticks in your local supermarket. Just make sure that it's American honey. It's not blended, and it's not blended with anything else. But it's pure honey that's American. Perfect. I've because never you seen are, those, June. Yeah, the, the honey sticks. Usually they sell them. A lot of people like the honey sticks, especially with their tea, because it's just the right dose of honey with the tea but you can find them they're not necessarily the cheapest item to give but they Mm -hmm. are a way to help support the beekeeping community also you can give out pumpkin seeds sunflower seeds you can give out mini bottles of water you could give out juice boxes Uh, Mm -hmm. there are so many different types of the mini organic juices also, right. you can give out mini pumpkins. You'd be surprised <laughs> if you hit a farm stand, you could buy mini pumpkins for really, they're very inexpensive. Also, you could take tangerines and decorate them as pumpkins if you wanted to do that. Yeah. One of the things that I like to do is I will buy Pokemon cards. Mm-hmm. I'll let my family members, my younger family members, pick the ones that they want and then Sometimes these kids, especially the ones that are big Pokemon card collectors, they have a lot of the same cards. So what I'll do is they'll take the new ones and then the other ones that they don't want, I'll take them and I'll hand them out for Halloween because especially the kids that collect these cards, they go nuts with them because they also (laughs) trade the cards. Very good. Very good. Yeah, it's it's a way to give the kids something that they want, but also, you know, it's a nice, Treat it doesn't always have to be something that contains sugar. Right. Absolutely right. I like that a lot. Some of the listeners wrote in, and some of the things that other people give out. Actually, I have one more thing that I want to mention. I also like to give out garden supplies. I'll give out, for example, packets of seeds. Oh, my God. Usually, gosh, when that's the seeds. Thank you. Usually when the seeds are on sale, whether it's the end of the season, and end of the season usually is around the summertime, this time of the year you're not going to be able to find much of anything. You might, but usually what I do is when it's summertime, usually they have all the seeds on sale. You can yeah. get them pretty cheaply, Yeah. and I'll hand out packets of seeds that the kids can grow for next year, and a lot of kids actually like them. I, oh, I was surprised yeah. at first. I did it. One year, I ran out of treats, and I it was just kind of an impulse decision, and it turned out to be mm-hmm. a good one. So mm-hmm. kids, turns out that kids really do like things to do with growing the gardening. Earth. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> so that was actually a pretty nice idea. I love it. Thank you. We've received a couple of interesting suggestions from our listeners. Some of the ideas for options include activity kits, Halloween-themed toys, 
mm-hmm. lanyards, bracelets, mm-hmm. especially bracelets that promote a particular cause. There are so many different initiatives that are going on, especially with animal rights. and other issues, social justice issues, you could purchase bracelets in advance or even the kids could make bracelets. Like if you have a local baseball team, a youth team that's looking to raise money or something, and it's a way to help them out. Uh, Once again, it's it's not necessarily cost-effective, but, you know, you're helping a good cause. Also, what good ideas. These are great alternatives, and people can – pick and choose based on your income level and, you know, how much you want to spend on something. But these are all great alternatives to the sugary candy and the artificially sweetened stuff. Perfect. Thank you. And thank you to everybody who wrote in. We have a couple more things that I just want to mention as far as alternatives. One person wrote in that they hand out the mini hand sanitizers. Another wrote in that they hand out everything from boxes of tissues to the themed Band-Aids because kids do get hurt when they're out and about. So these are things that, I don't know, I I can't say I would have been overjoyed to see them as a kid, but with the hand sanitizer, some of these kids are out there for hours. Yeah. And their hands are getting kind of grimy and everything. So and to listen, a certain degree. what kid doesn't love a crazy Band-Aid. I mean, kids will come ask you for a Band-Aid for, for nothing, you know, not even a, a big scratch. So I I do think these are great ideas. I'm so excited. <laughs> well, um, I think that it's it's great that people are starting to think outside the box, so to speak, or should we say outside the pumpkin, and yeah. uh, yes. come up with different solutions because, the parents are more attentive as far as what their kids are getting. Right. Number two, kids are actually making better choices. There are some kids that will say, you know something, I don't want that. I'm, I really would rather pass. And yeah. even when I've taken my own family members trick-or-treating, the kids will say, you know, I really don't like that. Now, one thing that I do want to talk about okay. is instead of candy as treats, snacks such as pretzels and chips and whatnot, I know that a lot of kids will opt for pretzels and potato chips and other salted Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. type snacks. Mary, one of the things that has been brought to my attention is that as far as salted treats, meaning the chips and the pretzels, Neotame is used in some of the pretzels that are on the market. And I was really disappointed to find out that HERS Pretzels uses Neotame in their products. I'm surprised that they would use Neotame, but it's basically an ingredient that they use because it makes it easier to manufacture the pretzels. But my question is, is it really helping the product? And why would you put something like Neotame in a pretzel? Why not use a different accelerator? Yes, I totally agree. And that means that almost any brand of pretzels now could be suspect because you don't have to put neotame on the label of a product like you do with aspartame. So uh, I would say the chips are definitely a good alternative to candy and the other some of the other things that you mentioned. But I would stay away from pretzels with the neotame possibilities. 
Well, Mary, I found a very interesting article on FussyLittleBlog.com, and it's called Breaking Bad Pretzels. And the blog owner actually wrote a letter to her potato chips in regards to the fact that they're using the neotame in the product. And it says in the article, it says, even though neotame got a thorough flogging on the Internet a few years ago, even that wasn't on my radar as an artificial sweetener, it's a variation of aspartame, except it's much, much sweeter. Had you been aware of and avoiding neotame, maltotame might have still passed under your radar. It is, quote, a dry, free-flowing blend of maltodextrin containing 2.5% neotame, an excellent replacement for 20 to 40% of sugars and or high fructose corn syrup in all applications, end quote. No, neotame and aspartame both go by many different names. Maltotame is, is one of them. And you have to be so careful and aware of what they're using in these products, like the hers uh, pretzels and so forth. So uh, you have to be an informed consumer and and care about what's in the product. And thank that person for writing to the company to register a complaint and a concern about it. More of us should do that. Well, they go on to say, why add maltodextrin to neotame? Well, it may not be entirely sinister. It sounds like it makes neotame easier to use in the production of foodstuffs. However, by effectively renaming a controversial ingredient, you get the added side benefit of being able to use an inexpensive sugar substitute without the public backlash. Exactly. Uh, Maltodextrose is a bulking agent. And so it makes sense to add it to something that might not be um, amenable for use in baked goods and and products like uh, the pretzels we're talking about. So there's also dextrose in aspartame in Equal and some of the aspartame products for that very reason. So you just have to know these different terms. 